I'm kind of scared about them recording this, honestly, because I'm like, I don't know what I'm going to say. We might start talking about some stuff that they might be like, we can't put this on no website. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> For real. You know, because I say, I'm, 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 I'm an open book. Y'all ask it, I'm going to tell you. And if y'all don't ask it, I'm probably going to throw it out there so y'all can talk about it. Okay? Um, and I like saying, I like to speak in plain English. We're not going to sugarcoat it. We're not going to like beat around the bush about it. We're just going to say what it is. Okay? Uh, real quick, just want to know kind of like, where, where's everybody from? Like, I know I'm from Memphis. Uh, AJ's from Memphis. We got any, anybody else from Memphis? I don't see none of y'all. AJ. Oh, Christian in the back. Okay. I got two of my Memphis folks in here. I got two of Memphis folks. Who else we got in here? Where, where's everybody else from? Who's from North River? Oh, y'all deep in this thing. I heard. Okay, okay, okay. Where's everybody else from? Just yell it out. What is that? Oh, triangle. Okay. CCOC? ATL? What? Charlotte. Okay, okay, okay. I like it. I like it. All right. Good deal. Did we leave anybody out? Athens? Cornerstone. Duluth, yeah, you gotta speak up. You hit by yourself, you know what I'm saying? Who else from Duluth? Y'all got y'all y'all too. You gotta you got you gotta say it with your chest, you from Duluth. Alright, you gotta say it with your chest. Alright. So, real quick. Anybody just like naturally like wake up sometimes, you just like, man, I just wanna be pure today. Anybody like you just wanna be pure. Alright? Now, let me ask you this question. Does your body Physically, want to be pure? No. no, it don't. It don't. I mean, like you wake up in the morning, right? You got morning wood, right? And who, who has that ever happened to? I told y'all we're gonna keep it real. We're not gonna, we're not gonna sugarcoat it, right? Right? Okay, okay. And you know the crazy thing about it is, you ever wake up like that and you're going, look. I didn't do nothing, right? I didn't look at her. I didn't watch nothing. I was asleep. How do I just wake up in a struggle? You know? Like, this ain't even right, God. You're just going to do this to me. I just woke up. I don't know how I got here, right? So we know our bodies physically are not warning us. Like, if there's a natural something that happens that... You sometimes you wake up and, you know, sometimes it's in the middle of the day, right? I remember being in high school. I remember being in high school. You you trying to walk down the hall like this? Right? I told you we're going to keep it real. Anybody ever had that happen? Yep. Yep. You see, you see a girl, you like, you got to hug her like that. Like, yeah, I'll hug her like that. Yeah. Uh-huh. All right. It's just the reality. It's just part of being a guy. Like, this stuff happens. And if you don't talk about it and you don't find ways to deal with it, cope with it, and you just want to not talk about it, uh, you're gonna, you, you, you feel like, because in that moment, you don't want to talk to nobody, do you? You want to, like, go somewhere to try and figure this out, right, by myself. You know what I'm saying? And you gotta do like a couple of things, you know what I'm saying? One of them is, let me just go and like masturbate and get rid of it, right? Okay? So that's on the table. The other one is, man, I really know I shouldn't do that. That's kind of selfish. I'm kind of gonna be in sin. I don't wanna do that. 
So now I'm just going to kind of like, I don't know. What else can I do? Can I go pray? Let me go read some scripture. Let me just, let me do something. Like, what do you do in that moment? Anybody? What do you do in that moment? You can wait, wait it out. Pray, pray, wait it out. Pray. Huh? Think about something funny. Depending on the setting, leaving the room and walking. Leaving the room and walking. Another physical activity. Another physical activity. Yeah. Yeah, I, I like the physical activity part. Like, I, I, I need to go shoot basketball. I need to go do something. I need to sweat. Something to just kind of get my mind out of it, okay? But, like, we don't talk about this stuff. Because in that moment, do you feel like you want to go and, like, be around other people? No. But everybody in this room has the same experience, right? But in that moment, you want to what? Pull away, right? Because you're embarrassed. You kind of sort of second guess yourself. You're trying to figure out what to do with it. And we're going to talk about some of that stuff today, guys. Okay, so we just want to be wide open. There's nothing that's not on the table today. All right? If you think about it, say it. We'll talk about it. If it's just way far-fetched and I feel like it's just not for us today, I'll tell you. But I very seriously doubt that that's going to happen. Um, so... We're going to talk about Joseph in Genesis 39. I'm going to read a little bit. Um, And I want you to think about, you know, what does it really cost to be pure? So I think sometimes for me, I'm like, man, even as a married man, I've been married for 17 years. And I'm pretty sure married brothers have told y'all before, when you get married, it ain't going to be no better. All right. And I'm going to tell you again, when you get married, it ain't going to be no better. It honestly got worse for me. When I was single on campus, we was always doing something. We was up at 6 a.m. praying in the morning. We was on those campus standing in the Bible with people. I didn't have time. I was just so engaged in the ministry stuff. And if you can do that, do that. Do not be idle, okay? Do that. Now, when I got married, it was different. It was different because everything kind of slowed down. Had kids. I'm telling you, I can go to I can go to the grocery store right now. Like this happened like a couple weeks ago. She could be fully clothed. Matter of fact, she was like Muslim. She had on the whole hijab thing, head to toe. <laughs> and I still struggle. For real. It just depends on where I'm at that day. So I have to be really aware and really kind of go through that, okay. Let me make a covenant with my eyes kind of thing. All right, all right, nope. Chris, nope. Look at the ceiling. Look at the floor. Come on, let's just get out of the grocery store. You know? Because that, it happens so fast. And I think a lot of times what we do also is we think that the, the attraction itself is sin. That's not sin. Okay? The attraction is not sin. It's what you do after that that becomes sin. Okay? So you can see a pretty woman and be attracted to her and not be in sin. It's what you do after that. You know? Like I'll be in the grocery store and I'm walking around and I'm like, I really want to turn down this aisle. Because I know she down there. So I can see her one more time. And I'm going, if I turn down the aisle, I'm missing. If I don't, I'm walking with Jesus. You know? So I'm just trying to push my basket and not turn down that aisle. Okay? The fact that I noticed that she was pretty is not sin. Alright? It's when I turn down that aisle with the intention of taking my eyes somewhere that they should not be. That's where the sin comes in. Alright? We're going to look at Joseph here. And talk about, you know, the cost that he paid to be pure. In Genesis 39, let's get there. 
It says, uh, verse 1, just 39 says, Now Joseph had been taken down to Egypt. Potiphar, an Egyptian who was one of Pharaoh's officials, the captain of the guard, brought him to the Ishmaelites, brought him from the Ishmaelites who had taken him there. The Lord was with Joseph, so he prospered and he lived in the house of his Egyptian master. So at this point, he was living in Potiphar's house. And Potiphar was the captain of Pharaoh's guard. When his master saw the Lord was with him and that the Lord gave him success in everything he did, Joseph found favor in his eyes and became his attendant. Potiphar put him in charge of everything in his household and he entrusted to his care everything he owned. From, time he, from, from the time he put him in charge of his household, all that he owned, the Lord blessed the household of the Egyptian because Joseph, because of Joseph. The blessing of the Lord was on everything Potiphar had, both in the house and in the field. So Potiphar left everything he had in Joseph's care. With Joseph in charge, he did not concern himself with anything except the food he ate. Now Joseph was well built and handsome. Uh-oh. And after a while, his master's wife took notice of Joseph and said, Come to bed with me. But he refused. With me in charge, he told her, My master does not concern himself with anything in the house. Everything he owns, he is entrusted to my care. No one is greater in this house than I am. My master has withheld nothing from me except you because you are his wife. How then could I do such a wicked thing and sin against God? And though she spoke to Joseph day after day, he refused to go to bed with her or even be with her. One day he went into the house to attend his duties and none of the household servants was inside. Not a good situation. She caught him by his cloak and said, come to bed with me. But he left his cloak in her hand and ran out of the house. When she saw that he had left the cloak in her hand and had run out of the house, she called her, her household servants. Look, she said to them, this Hebrew was been brought to us to make sport of us. See how she included him in there too? He came in here to sleep with me, but I screamed, liar, liar. When he heard me scream for help, he left his cloak beside me, ran out of the house. She kept his cloak beside her until the master came home. Then she told him the story. The Hebrew slave you brought us came to, me to, came to make sport of me. But as soon as I screamed for help, he left his cloak beside me and ran out of the house. When his master heard this story from his wife, this is how your slave treated me. He burned with anger. Joseph's master took him, put him in prison, the place where the king's prisoners were confined. So Joseph's purity cost him something. And it affected other people. Whose life did Joseph's purity affect besides his own? Anybody? Potiphar's wife. It affected the wife. Okay. How did it affect the wife? Like, what do you think she was feeling in that moment when he told her, no, nah, I'm not digging it. What did she feel? Frustrated. Embarrassment. Embarrassment. Anger. Rejection, probably. Right. What did it cost Joseph cost him his freedom, right? What does it cost you guys to be pure in your life? Like real time, every day, at school, at work, on the football team, on the basketball team, running track, whatever you're doing. Like what, what's the cost of you being pure? Anybody? Hey, Jay? Uh, it can make things awkward sometimes. How can it make them awkward? Like if uh, everybody's talking about Oh, yeah, I mean, yeah, she's kind of doing stuff like that. You don't want to actually get into the conversation. 
Okay. Um, <clears throat> losing a relationship with someone close to you. Okay. Like, how would you lose a relationship with someone close to you over like purity? Like you become close to, like you become close to a sister, and then it goes to where you become even closer, and then um, you have to. Gotcha. Okay. I saw some of it. <laughs> It's time consuming, so like, for example, for me, like, sometimes I don't have to call people, like, you know, if you're like 12, 30, or like, you know, like, in the morning or something yeah. like that. So it takes time, you know, for something to be for stuff, but it's, it's needed. It's needed, yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, so Joseph, it cost him his freedom, and he gets thrown in jail, right? And one of the things that we got to realize, though, is that our purity is not just about us. If I'm only thinking about me, it kind of makes it tough for me to like get over that hump, you know? Like for me, I think about I think about my wife and my kids sometimes. And I go, man, how is this going to affect my wife and my kids? How am I going to look to my kids if they come home and they like, man, you got a baby on the way by some other chick? Like literally, I have that thought. Like when I'm struggling, I'm walking around the grocery store, I try and play out the whole scenario. Like, in my head, I'm going, so where is this going to go, right? What am I going to look like coming home telling my wife, hey, you know, I got a kid by somebody else that I met at the Kroger, <laughs> right? <laughs> exactly. That ain't going to be good. You know, my wife kind of crazy. She, you know, she, might, she might shake her brother, too. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Um, but you need to play that out in your head. Where is this going? Who else will this affect, okay? Um, you know, you don't want... All of the, I, I tell you one time when I was in college, man, I thought I had an STD. And you talk about being scared, oh my gosh. I'm talking about, man, I was itching down there, man, like nobody's business. And my roommate, his name was Ed. Ed was like, bro, you straight? You know, because I thought I was, be, I thought I was like scratching that itch like in private, you know what I'm saying? But it wasn't. Like, Ed was like, bro. What's up? Like, you need to go over there to the, to the medical thing, dude, you know? And, um, man, it was, like, scary. And um, come to find out, I had a yeast infection. So the girl that I had been messing with also had a yeast infection. So I know you hear, probably hear commercials about yeast infection all the time, and you think that maybe you can't get them. Well, you can. And trust and believe, it is not good. It is painful. And so... You go through those things where you like, man, hold on, like, what am I really putting on the line? You know, I'm putting, you know, how I, I did marriage counseling for this couple and one of them had an STD and we're doing premarital counseling. And I'm like, uh oh, I ain't covered this one before. I don't know how we're going to tell your future spouse and y'all have been dating for a year and a half and you done moved from one city to another to be with this person and now we in marriage counseling and you want me to help you walk through telling that other person that you got an STD? It's tough. Tough. That's what you're putting on the line. That's what you're risking. You know? I mean, that's a real scenario. But you walk the way God's trying to get us to walk, you don't have to risk those things. And so when you're in that moment, you know, you can't think about your kids and all that stuff that I'm thinking about.
But that's stuff that you can think about, and you're going to go, man, how am I going to explain that to my future wife? You know? That could end your relationship. Trust me. It is, it, even as disciples, I know we're supposed to be forgiving and all of that stuff, but you start dating somebody and y'all start getting close, then y'all start getting open. That brother or sister finds out that, oh man, I don't know if I can live the rest of my life with this person having to deal with this. You see what I'm saying? That's a real scenario. And so you got to think through, man, what am I really risking? What is it going to cost me to be pure? And then what is it going to cost me if I'm not? What is it going to cost me if I'm not? Um, you know, part of it, I think, comes down to having enough humility to say that some of this stuff I don't understand. Why I wake up sometimes with morning wood, I don't understand. Right. There's no like I don't I don't I don't, I don't need the logic that you know what I'm saying like there's just no lie. I wake up and man, it's messed up. Can I get rid of this? I'm 38 and no, it's not, you know, and without fail, it'll happen when I'm like out of town away from my wife somewhere. You know what I'm saying? So even for me, I'm in the same boat with y'all at times. So it's like that stuff's going to happen. All right. But I got to trust God and go, okay, God, I'm going to have the humility to listen to your word, obey your word, imitate Joseph who said, I'm going to stay away from it. And we're going to see actually what God does with Joseph. Because I think this is what God wants to do with us. Okay. It's not just about you. Remember that your purity is not just about you. It's about a lot of other people that are around you. So we know Joseph goes to prison, right? And while he's in prison, he becomes like the man, right? So Joseph's just, he's just a good dude. He, he becomes, he's basically running to prison. He's a prisoner running to prison. They ain't trust him with that much. God has just like got his hand on this dude. He just, he just, he just that dude. And so while he's in prison, he's in the king's prison. Remember, it says he's in the king's prison because the guy who he was previously owned by is the chief guard to Pharaoh. So he's in the prison and he meets these two guys that the Pharaoh had put in prison. Okay, it's, it's, it's the, I think it's, it's the cupbearer and who's the other guy? The baker. There we go. The cupbearer and the baker. So he's in there with them and... He interprets the dream for them, and then it actually happens, right? Uh, part of their, they had two dreams, and one of the dreams was that one of them was going to die, okay? And sure enough, Pharaoh killed one of them, okay? Um, so in Genesis 41, um, verse 9, it says, then, then the chief cupbearer said to Pharaoh, Today I am reminded of my shortcomings. Pharaoh was once angry with his servants, and he imprisoned me and the chief baker in the house of the captain of the guard. Each of us had a dream the same night, and each dream had a meaning of its own. Now, a young Hebrew was there with us, a servant of the captain of the guard. He, we told him our dreams, and he interpreted them for us, giving each man the interpretation of his dream. And things turned out exactly as he interpreted them. I was restored to my position, and the other man was impaled. So Pharaoh sent for Joseph, and he was quickly brought from the dungeon. When he had shaved and changed his clothes, he came before Pharaoh. Pharaoh said to Joseph, I had a dream and no one can interpret it, but I've heard it said that, that when you hear a dream, you can interpret it. He said, I can do it. I cannot do it, Joseph replied to Pharaoh, but God will give Pharaoh the answer he desires. So he jumped down past the dream. 
all the way down to verse 33. So after he interprets the dream, it says, And now let Pharaoh look for a discerning and wise man and put him in charge of the land of Egypt. Let Pharaoh appoint commissioners over the land, take a fifth of the harvest of Egypt during the seventh, seven years of abundance. They should collect all the food of these good years that are coming and stored up for grain under the authority of Pharaoh to be kept in the cities for food. So he's telling them, hey, the famine coming to stock up the food. So down in verse 37, it says, The plan seemed good to Pharaoh and to all his officials. So Pharaoh asked them, Can we find anyone like this man, one in whom is the Spirit of God? Then Pharaoh said to Joseph, since God has made all this known to you, there is no one so discerning and wise as you. You shall be in charge of my palace and all my people are to submit to your orders. Only with respect to the throne will I be greater than you. So Joseph starts off in the house of the chief guard. He ends up in the palace. In charge of the palace. So he went from a house to the palace. You know why he was there? Because he was because it's purity. Had he never had the interaction with Potiphar's wife, he never would have went to jail, never would have met the baker and the cupbearer, never would have met Pharaoh, never would have interpreted the dream, never would have become chief of the palace. So it's not, and then he goes on to save an entire country of people because he says, hey, we're fixing to go through this, this drought. We ain't going to have no food. We need to stock it up. All because of what? His purity. So God wants to use your purity to reveal his glory to other people, just like he did with Joseph. So when you're in that moment and you're thinking, man, this is about me and I'm struggling. Go, you know what? This is bigger than me. God is trying to use me in my school, at my job, on my team. He wants to reveal his glory through me and specifically use my purity to do so. Anybody ever approach somebody and talking about purity? And, 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 and they kind of look at you crazy like, what are you talking about, right? Because like I said, our bodies aren't like just like, wish it didn't produce the stuff it produces. You know what I'm saying? Like, can you like not produce that until it's time for me to actually use it the way you want me to use it? You know what I'm saying? That would be nice, wouldn't it? You know? Uh, that's just not the way we're made. You know? Um, so we have to know it's bigger than just us. Okay. Um, now we're going to watch a scene from Batman. Um, I think, what does Batman got to do with purity? We're going to find it in a minute. This is one of our favorite scenes from, from um, the Batman movie. Let's see here. It's the, uh, the Dark Knight Rises with Bane. Yeah, this is the joint. Bane is, ba Bane is the dude. I was kind of upset. I felt like they played him a little weak at the end. But, you know, but, but we're going to watch it. Can we turn the lights off? Yeah. Hold on, let me get to my. I'm talking about saying. You can leave it off. No, we can't watch the whole movie. <laughs> <laughs> 
Acabou o bate Young 
nothing held back. Is admirable, but mistaken. Darkness is your ally. You merely adopted the dark. I was born in it, molded by it. I didn't see the light until I was already a man. By then, it was nothing to me but blackness. Shadows betray you because they belong to me. show you where I have made my home whilst preparing to bring justice. Then I will break you. Alright, turn the lights back on. Anybody want to guess why I chose that clip? <laughs> nope. I just thought it'd be fun for us to watch, take like an intermission between. No, actually, so uh, right there at the end, when he tries to turn the lights out, what, what did Bang tell him? <laughs> he was born in it, right? Who operates in the darkness? You know what we do when we try to deal with stuff in the darkness? What are we doing? You setting yourself up. <clears throat> you Batman going down in the sewer. Trying to mess with Bane. Trying to cut the lights off. When we're not open, transparent, talking about it, I know sometimes it's weird. Like, what's the weirdest aspect of purity that you can think of to talk about? Give me the weirdest, most outlandish one that you like. I never want to talk about that. Or I'm totally uncomfortable talking about it. Give me something. Pornography. Fetishes. Fantasies. Fantasies and fetishes. Uh, Strike that from the record. He said fantasies. He did not say fetish. Okay. Masturbation. Sex. Just the word sex. Just kind of sometimes get you. You know what I'm saying? You know? Uh. Same-sex attraction, all right? Any, anybody have you ever had a conversation about that with a brother? Huh? You have? Yeah, that's a real thing. That's like a real thing. Like, I, I, there's a brother that I know. That's, it, that's his struggle. I've talked to him about it. You want to talk about weird? Want to talk about, all I wanted to do was do what Batman did. Just turn the lights off in here. Just turn, just, can we just not talk about this? Turn the lights off, right? But when we put it in the light, regardless of whatever it is, okay, whether it's, you know, masturbation, fantasies, right? Fantasies, right? Oh, let's just be clear. Fantasies or, or fetishes or whatever it is, because we know that God operates in the light. Right? Satan operates in the dark. Right? And so if we're trying to fight battles in the dark, how many of those battles are we going to win? Zero. We're going to look just like that. When you feel like you don't want to tell somebody something, I want you to remember Batman right there on the ground with his face like that. 
Like, man, I'm, I'm going to deal with this by myself. I ain't going to talk to nobody about it. You know what? I'm going to be looking like Batman did when Bane whooped him. You know what I'm saying? That's what I'm be like. Because right after this, I think he actually picks him up and like breaks his back over his, over his knee right after that, right? So he took everything from him. You know what I'm saying? I took all your stuff you thought was hiding from you. You know what I'm saying? He just got, he just got Bruce Wayne of everything, you know? Then he told him who he was. Then Catwoman was acting like she didn't know who he was. You know what I'm saying? <gasps> That's Bruce Wayne. You know what I'm saying? I don't know why she was tripping. But anyway, back to purity. You know? Um, and uh, John 8, 12, it says, When Jesus spoke again to the people, he said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. So if we're going to follow Jesus, we're going to walk in the light, however awkward, okay, or embarrassing it might seem, we're going to walk in the light. You might not know how it's going to work out, but God said if you put it in the light, it will work out. You might feel awkward. You might not want to talk about it. Trust me. Uh, back to that brother. So we, this was like this was a long time ago too. And so I had just gotten a car. First time I had my own car, right? I got my own whip. You know what I'm saying? I'm whipping. First time I was in college, and we driving somewhere, and it's just me and him. You know, we boys, we riding, right? We riding, and we pull up at my apartment, and he said, "I'm, I'm like, I'm fixing to get out the car." And he just kind of reached over, like, "Hey, bro, can, I, can we talk about something before we get out?" And I'm like, "Yeah, what's up?" You know. I just want to really talk to you about I've been struggling with my purity. And I'm like, okay, I'm like, what's the big deal? You know what I'm saying? And then he kind of hit me with it. He was like, like, I struggle with an attraction to guys. And it's just me and him in the car. <laughs> <laughs> and he had his hand on my shoulder. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, it, I, inwardly, inwardly, I was going, ah! You know what I'm saying? Outwardly, I'm like, you got to hold it together, brother. Hold it together, Chris. Hold it together, right? But what happened was, like, and he knew, like, he was like, I didn't mean to just, like, throw that on you like that, but I needed to talk to somebody. And so we talked. And, like, we, we started to have a regular, normal dialogue about his purity, okay? And it helped that brother tremendously. And it also helped me to see that this struggle that this brother has it's no different than my struggle. We both have to not do something. We both have to not give in, you know? And so, and a lot of times, specifically with that, it's very easy for us to kind of like just not talk about it, hope that there ain't nobody in my ministry who's got to deal with it because I really don't want to go there, okay? But I'll be honest with you. Most people that I talk, you really, really get open. You ask somebody, have you ever had a thought a thought. I'm not saying that you practice it or whatever, but have you ever had a thought like a homosexual thought? I have. I have. Never practiced it. <laughs> that doesn't make me any better or worse than the person who may have before they decide to make Jesus Lord or the person who's struggling with it right now. You follow me? So we can't be afraid of those conversations. Okay? Because Jesus said, what? If you're going to walk with me, we're going to walk in the what? Walk in the light. I don't care what it is. We're going to walk in the light. You might have eight toes. <laughs> we're going to walk in the light. Right? 
Walk in the light. You know what I'm saying? Put your flip-flops on, you know? Put your flip-flops on. Literally, there's a brother. Uh, he, he's passed away now. But um, he had eight. He had like, uh, well, he had nine toes. He had like, he had like 8.3 toes. Like, he had like, you know, he had like a full foot of five. And then he had like three Point three toes on the other foot, and that brother would walk up in the church with the, with them thongs, flip flop sandals on, like it was just, hey, what's up, bro? <laughs> and he was kind of big too, so when nobody don't like make fun of his feet, you know what I'm saying? But you know, like it's one of those things, like you walk in the light, you know? How easy would it be to be uncomfortable and to never ever wear a pair of flip flops if your feet was jacked up, right? That would be the easy way out, right? But he was like, no, this is who I am. One of my best friends got seven fingers. Like, he can't really hide it. Like, first time I shook his hand, he counted me like this. What's up, bro? What's up, bro? And I'm feeling in his hand. I'm like, where the rest of his fingers at? You know? Where the rest of his fingers at? But he wasn't like, he wasn't going to, like, hide it. And every time he shakes somebody's hand, shake with their left hand. Because most people are right-handed. They shake with their right hand. No, he wasn't going to try to, like, hide it. and You know what I'm saying? No, he was like, bam, this is who I am. Bam, bam. That's it. You know? I mean, he, hey, he, hey, kid you not, if he was here today, there's only one person I'd pick on my basketball team before him. Brooker, hoop. He could shoot from long range with the. I'm telling you, Brooker shoot it. I'm telling you. Um, um, the only brother I'd pick before him, just so y'all know, if y'all ever playing basketball, I'm gonna give y'all a nugget. James from, um, where's James from? Is James from North Carolina? No, he's from South Carolina. Oh my God! Oh, is that bearded, bearded, kind of heavyset white guy? Really? Have y'all ever hooped with him? Yes, we did. Okay, the, the last thing we went to, I was like, we were shooting around, right? And I saw him shooting, making some shots, and I'm like, Nah. I found him. I'm gonna pick this other brother that looked athletic. Killed us. Killed us. Yeah, so that's a side note. That's a side note. But, okay, back to purity. Back to purity. Um, so I, I, I did want to um, kind of let you guys kind of have like a little Q&A time. Um, just so that if you got questions, anything that you're thinking about, wondering about, want to talk about. You know, I know we talked about a, you know, a, a few different things. You know, if, if I could tell you what I want to make sure that you leave here with is one, know that your purity affects other people. OK, and whatever it is, you got to put it in the light, put it in the light. Don't fit. Don't try and figure out how it's going to work in the light. That's what we do. We try to figure out, OK, we'll put it in the light. But let me go ahead and plan steps one. I'm going to confess step two, three, four and five. This is what's going to happen. No, just put it in the light. You know, hey, I'm struggling with this. Alright, just put it out there Don't try and plan ahead God's got that under control Okay, put it in the light Don't end up like your boy, well, he's gone now But yeah, don't end up like Batman getting beat up by Bane uh, Any questions, thoughts, feedback This is like open forum time Anybody got anything? <laughs> not yet, not yet What you got? What's morning wood? Anybody want to explain what morning wood is? Okay, hold on, hold on, okay. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, okay. Okay, hold on. 
now, calm down, calm down. Okay. All right. What was today? DeAndre. DeAndre, would you explain to him what morning wood is? Um, so when you wake up from a nice, from a nice rest. <laughs> <laughs> you just finished your homework last night and you're ready to turn it in and you feel your third leg kicking. <laughs> it's when you wake up in the morning and you have an erection. Okay, so I said it's not, it's not that you've done anything or looked at anything. Sometimes you wake up and you've had you have erection. Okay, calm down, fellas. Calm down. Calm down. Hey, hey, let, hey let, me make, let me make let me make something clear. It's like this is hey, this is good. This is good, but I don't want y'all to make light of it. This is good because this has got to be a normal dialogue. You see, I know it's not normal because everybody's kind of like like giggling. Like everybody knows what it is, right? Alright, except for one person in the room. Everybody knows what it is. But how many of y'all have actually talked to each other about it? Let me ask that question. How many of you have talked about it? You don't have to. But 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 okay, so I got one person that's talked to somebody about it. Two, three. In a room full of what? 45, 50? Okay. So if that that's like a if that's like a real if that's something you struggle with. You need to be. You need to talk to somebody about it. You got to be open with it. You can't just trust it. If it's not in the light, all right, going to end up like Batman, getting beat up. It's not in the light because when it's there, you got to figure out. Am I uh, wait it out? Pray about it? Whatever. You know what I'm saying? But somebody needs to be in that loop with you, going, "Hey, bro, how's it going? I know you said you were praying about this. You know." Hey, what is it? Is it something that I watched earlier in the day before I went to sleep that might just kind of have stuck with me overnight? I don't know. Those, but you got to be okay talking about that. That's what putting it in the light is. Putting it in the light ain't just like throwing that confession out there and that's it. Okay? Putting it in the light means it just stay in the light. It exists in the light. So it's not like you just take it, you put it in the light and then it disappears. Think of it as it needs to exist in the light. My struggle with purity needs to exist in the light. I mean, all the time it's in the light. Okay? Does that make sense? Versus just thinking like, it's in the light because I told somebody. No, nah, it needs to exist in the light. Okay? Um, anybody, question, anybody else got a question? Question? Can you be impure with your wife? With your wife? Yes. Um, you know, that's a tough one. I mean, if she's your wife and it's just the two of you, um, that would be tough. I mean, like, you know, I don't want to get too deep because I know we don't have, you know, who, who, is anybody in here married? Do we have anybody that's in here married? No. I don't want to go too far into that because I, I don't want to like cause you a struggle, but, um, you know, and, and, and we can talk offline if you want, like when we, when we, when we get out of here. But I mean, if it's you and your wife and it's you and your wife. It's you and your wife. You know what I'm saying? It's you and your wife. So, um, yeah, there, there, there's, there's nothing impure about you and your wife being together. Like, that's what, it was, that's what it was meant for. You know what I'm saying? God meant it for you and your wife. You know? And so that's, that's, that's oh, it's, it's okay to look forward to being married. Okay. And it's okay to have that desire to want to be with whoever your future wife might be. Okay? Those things are okay. Now, you don't want to go, like, hunting a sister down because you're ready to get married. And that's just your intention. Because trust and believe, when you get married, 
If your wife ain't happy, it ain't happening. Just letting you know it ain't happening. Okay? So don't don't go at it with that in mind. You know, but you do know that, hey, that's something I want out of life. Like, you know, hey, I want to have kids. If you want to have kids, who wants to have kids? All right. Well, if most of y'all here want to have kids, that means that at some point in time, you probably have a desire to want to have pure sexual intercourse with your wife. That is okay. Okay? That's okay. That's an okay desire to have. Is your hand up or you just scratch your head? No. Okay. All right, so... What's the best way to distract yourself? Because, like, every time I'm usually on social media, mm-hmm. so I go on Instagram, I see Kylie Jenner, I'm like, oh, okay. 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 Calm down, calm down, calm down. I go on Snapchat, I look yeah. at the discovery page, uh-huh. there she go again. Okay. <laughs> okay. 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 Hey, hey, uh, thank you for keeping it real. Um, I will say this, like, I'm, I'm not a huge social media guy. You know, I'm kind of like, I'm almost 40, you know. Uh, I got Facebook, that's it. But I do know that there are ways of like um, like filtering and restricting certain content. The problem comes in whereas somebody who's actually trying to live purely, our standard is like here. And like the Instagram, Facebook, Twitter standard for purity is like there. Like when they say the movie's PG-13 and you go to watch the movie that's PG-13 and it's like, this is rated R. That's kind of what you're running into. Yeah, I think if you're, if you're talking about from a social media standpoint, you know, part of it is going to be restricting how much access I have to it. I, am I always on it? You know, if I'm all like I turn my notifications off on certain stuff. Like, and I turn my notifications off on stuff that's probably like, honestly, like I turn my notifications off on the, um, um, the youth and family minister stuff sometimes. I'll be honest with you. Just depends on what I'm doing. You know what I'm saying? That thing pinged me like four, five, six times and I'm like in a meeting or something. Let me turn my notifications off right quick. You know what I'm saying? I'll get to it afterwards. You know? I'll turn my notifications off on my text messages. My wife always says, how you got 400 unanswered text messages? You know? Well, that's because I saw the first line after I got about me. I had 10 text messages. I saw the first line. I saw I'm going to call him, call him, call him. I called him. I just never answered the text. You know what I'm saying? But I'll turn my notifications off on anything. So you might need to look at, okay, hey, how much time now am I spending on, on this thing? You know? And then that's kind of one of those things. That's the cost of being pure. I might not be on Instagram as much as I like to be. I might not have as many people following me as I want to have follow me because I'm just not on Instagram as much. That's the cost of being pure. But you also got to understand that when you are willing to pay that cost, God is wanting to take you where he took Joseph. Joseph's brother sold him into slavery. So he took him from me and sold him into slavery. His daddy thought he was dead. Getting sold to Potiphar. Then running his house. Then put him in jail. Then put him in charge of the palace. So that's what you got to think about, man. If I'm giving up time on whatever you see Kylie Jenner on, you know what I'm saying? You know, then I've got to know that God has a plan to use me in that. But he wants you to be pure more than anything. Okay, so you know, like, how, like Joseph said, like, you know, like, you do for, like, like, days and days. Yeah, that's it. Like, yeah, day after day. That, like, that's, I feel like that's hard for me because sometimes he's like, yo, like, I just, like, totally took down Satan. And then he's like, ha, you fool. 
And then he comes back and it's like round two, and then I'm like, oh yeah, and that's rap. And so, you know, I guess like, how do you how do you go about doing that when you have to like constantly, like when you have to continuously battle throughout, especially like like during one day. Yeah. It's like the same kind of things keep coming back and back and back. Yeah, I, I found like when I was on campus at the University of Memphis. You know, we would like, matter of fact, the, 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 one of the brothers I was just talking about, um, we'd be driving. And he was, he was probably the most animated brother, especially when it came like period. Like, we'd be walking, and he'd do stuff like this. He'd be like, bro, don't look, bro, don't look. And I'm like, dude, calm down, man. Ain't like, that serious, man. Calm down. But, you know, but he was just like, he was like that, like, serious about it. You know what I'm saying? But, like, for me, what I found was I had to let people know who I was. I had to let people know I'm a disciple of Jesus. I can't do nothing. I remember telling this girl, I can't do nothing for you. Nothing other than, other than help you find Jesus. You got to be okay being that guy. When you're okay being that guy, you will realize that people treat you differently. They go, oh, no, nah, that's Chris. He kind of, nah, girl, don't even, nah. He ain't, girl, he ain't going. Uh-uh, nah, he ain't going. Yeah, I know he cute, but he ain't going. You know? and, but once you put yourself out there like that, and they know, like I used to have this little, we, we call this like a man purse, but it was like this little Bible, it was just big enough to fit my Bible and like a notepad in. And so me and another brother named Thomas, we had like, we would walk around, we, they, they probably thought we was like um, uh, Mormons or something. You know, they walk around two by two all the time. They probably we was Mormons. We was always walking around our Bibles, always just hitting people up. You know, and if they know that that's who you are, they're going to treat you differently. And I think that's part of that. Okay, I got to I got to let go of who I am or who I want to be, be who God's calling me to be. And you'll see that. Wow. This purity struggle is not as intense as it used to be, because one, I'm about my purpose. I don't focus so much on my purpose. People are knowingly they know I'm about my purpose. Okay. So they're less, they're a whole lot less likely to come to me directly for sure, like in that, in that way. Does that make sense? And that's really why I think it boiled down to for me. Once I got over that hump, I'm like, okay, I'm that dude. I'm the Bible dude. I'm the church dude. I'm the, I don't curse dude. I'm the, I'm not going to the club dude. I'm, I'm that dude. Okay. I'm that dude. And once you just embrace it, watch, it's going to get easier because now those things that would, because if you look like, if you look a certain way, uh, if you dress a certain way, do you attract a certain kind of person? Yes or no? Yes, yes you do. Okay. And it's the same thing. It might not be the way you dress, but it's what you're communicating through who you are, what you look like, how you carry yourself. You will attract certain people, certain types of people, people who are interested in certain things, you know? And so... That's what it boils down to. You change that, you're going to see a difference. Uh, anybody else? Okay, so I go to a new school now, but at my old school, like, I have to turn like, down like, a lot of the females. And, like, it went on for like a while, like since sophomore year. And, like, throughout the whole year, it was like, starting to be like, turning down. And like, eventually the girls were like, he's probably gay. Like, you're standing on the gay I, I, like, I didn't mind because like, I didn't have to worry about like, that kind of attention, but eventually I was like, I don't have to think about I go to a new school now, but I just don't have that to happen. I don't really want to do with that. Gotcha. So, you know, one of the things that I would say is, one, the cost of being pure. People are going to assume certain things sometimes. Outside of that, though, 
when you engage with them, the temptation is like we see that passage and we think Joseph just ran away, right? Well, it said he talked to her day after day after day after day after day. Like I remember the girl was, it was at, this girl at the school. I'm telling you, like it was weird. So as soon as I became a disciple, and I was on the football team, had a girlfriend at the time. Um, I hope my wife doesn't listen to this. Um, Cause she went to school with me, so I, I actually had a relationship with my wife. My wife, me and my wife, we were together in college. Had a kid. She's 19 years old. Years old now. I became a disciple. We broke up. My wife became a disciple. We dated purely in the church. Then got married, and then we had two more kids. Okay, so that's kind of our story. But while we were in college, there was a girl that, like, I just thought she was just like the baddest thing on campus, right? But I was I always had a girlfriend, and she was actually dating like a guy who was. Also on the football team. Well, lo and behold, I break up, become a disciple. Guess who come looking for me? That chick. Yes. And um, I remember talking to her. And it wasn't like I was like, sometimes we, we take like a defensive posture. We're like, oh, no, I just want to protect my purity. Oh, please don't mess up my purity. It was like, no. And hey, let me explain this to you. Look. I'm for real about my relationship with God. This is why I'm not trying to go down this road with you. I'm not not interested in you. I am, I am interested in you. I'm interested in your soul. You know, when you take that approach and you're more offensive than just kind of defensive. I think sometimes our, we're so caught up in not sinning that we forget to be on the offensive and actually help people. You know, we're just trying to stay away, stay away. I'm playing keep away. It's like playing dodgeball. At some point, you need to throw the ball back at them. You know, catch that thing, throw it back at them. And you'll see that they'll see more of who you are. Because when you don't communicate who you are, people fill in the blanks. You leave everything to interpretation. And if I'm somebody who's been rejected by you and you leave all of that to interpretation, my opinions of you are going to be based on the feeling that I'm being rejected and so for me to satisfy my own feelings of rejection, I'm going to say, oh, you must be gay. So that's where that's coming from. But if you get on the offensive, you'll see that she's going to go, oh, wow. It might totally flip on you. And then she's going to be like, oh, wow, this dude trying to take me to church for real. Like he for real about his Bible study. Like, oh, wow. Then they're going to go, oh, they're going to know you. They're not going to think that. What they're going to have to fill in the blanks with is like, they're going to be trying to fill in the blank of like, what else is what else is he about? He said he's for real about his relationship with God. He reading his Bible at lunch. You know what I'm saying? He's trying to show me a scripture. Like, OK, let me see what else this dude is about. You know, I mean, that's how my wife came to church because we had broke up and she was like she thought I was driving because we were in Itabina, Mississippi, and we would drive to Memphis every weekend. She thought I was driving to Memphis to go see some other girl. And she was like, oh, OK, I got you. And I was like, you should just come to church. Yeah, uh-huh, church. Yeah, uh-huh. Then she actually came and she realized that, oh, you really going to church? Yeah, yeah, I've been telling you this. I'm actually going to church, you know? And uh, she ended up standing in the Bible and became a disciple. So, yeah, get on the offensive. Uh-huh. 
You know, I think you got to, that's one of those areas again where you have to surrender that to God. You got to surrender it to God. Your talent you have, you got to surrender it to God. And we can see, this is how this person became successful. They drew this, they drew this, they drew these subject matters. I was an art major in college, so I know what you're talking about. I'd go in the room and we'd have, you know, um, 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 uh, sketching class or whatever, and bam, you know, they weren't nude models, but they were models with not a whole lot on. You know what I'm saying? And I'm in that class, and I'm going, and oh, I don't know about this, you know? <laughs> and um, what, what, what helped me was I started sharing my faith with the girl who would usually be standing in there. And then I'm talking to her, and I'm not looking at her the same way anymore. And she ain't looking at me the same way. Like, she knows my intention is to help her get to know Jesus. I started playing that offensive. You know, my instructor was like, he was like, we, 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 we putting clothes on people, Chris. Like, but you can't, like, not take the class if you want to be an art major, you know. Um, but you got to surrender that to God. You got to go, okay, hey, I'm going to find my own path. Trust that God's going to define my path. Versus me trying to go the pathway that I can see. Because when you can see it, it's not faith. It's only faith if you can't see it. So you just got to really surrender and trust that God is going to create that pathway for you. And, you know, obviously find stuff that they draw that's not that content that's going to make you struggle. You know, so still get like some of the techniques that they do and stuff like that. But, um. Like I, I've got a, um, uh, my, my youngest daughter, she, she, she draws all the time and she loves that anime stuff. But like some of that anime stuff is just like so wild and outlandish that I'm like, yeah, we, we can't really like do that. And like, I don't really want you drawing that, you know. Um, somebody was over here. One, two, then I'll come back to you. Right, so when it comes to discussing impurity and trying to bring it out to the light, but um, it's not impure to somebody else. You know, I think what you got to do is one, you got to remember, we got to put it in the light. Like that's like that's got to be the baseline. Like even like I, I had a situation that happened just this morning. A sister had told me something. And then I was talking to a brother, just talking to him. And we talk all the time, my best friend. And we're talking. And she, this sister had said something about another brother. So I'm talking to this other brother. And I'm talking about, hey, this is how she feeling about him, blah, 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 blah. He went, without telling me, to the brother and said, hey, this sister feels this way about you. So I'm like, come on, dude. Like, I wasn't talking to you for you to go tell him what she said about him, you know? So then I picked up the phone. I called her. I said, hey, look, I'm sorry. I shouldn't have told him. He told him. I'm calling you to let you know that he's going to come talk to you about this. And that. I said, we're going to put it all the way in the light. So I called all four of us this morning on my drive from Memphis. And I'm talking to all three of them and myself. And we're in this conversation. I'm like, hey, this is what's going on. I'm sorry. I apologize. I sent an apology text. I'm sorry. I love you, sis. My bad. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And I called that brother. I said, hey, bro, what's up, dude? Why are you doing that? That's crazy. You betrayed my confidence. He apologized. He was sorry. He was sorry. Sorry. So we went through the whole game, right? And I didn't know how that was going to play out in the moment. All I knew to do was, if I'm going to error, I'm going to err on the side of putting it in the light. 
Because then after the fact, I talked to that brother who that sister had some feelings about. And he said, we had a great talk. I'm glad that it came up because I really need to hear what she had to say about my leadership. You know? And so in your situation, I would err on the side of putting it in the light. I would be respectful. You know, depending on what that is, you may not want to give all kinds of details. And you want to talk to somebody that you know you can confide in to not just tell everybody. But if you are man, woman enough to engage in that impure act, you best believe you're going to have to be man or woman enough to deal with the consequences once it gets put in the light. You know, there's no way you can't avoid that. How it happens, how it gets put into light. How that sister finds out that you, you know, I would definitely say, hey, I'm going to, I got to confess and I just want you to be aware that I'm going to tell about what happened because I need to be open for my own self. So I want you to just be aware, you know, but if I, if I'm going to error and if that's not possible, I'm going to err on the side of putting in the light, you know, but try to be respectful, let her know what's up, but you got to put it in the light. Um, I was thinking. Me and my brother also, like you, are not that big into social media. My mom did, I think, and huh, wanted to basically have like something on Instagram or something. Uh-huh. Uh, but I'm glad one of you brought that up about Instagram, so I'm wondering, what are the big sites that an uh, inappropriate uh, picture can pop up, or basically, what are the big sites that that can happen so I know which social sites to choose and what to avoid? Ah, uh, um... Like want to connect, so yes. I don't want the best. I I would say, like I do, I, like, and and y'all can probably answer this question better than I can. Like I say, I've got Facebook, and Facebook is like enough for me. Like, if if you're on Instagram, how how quick or easy is it if you're on Instagram to find inappropriate stuff that's gonna make you struggle? Do, do, like Snapchat, do like you don't even have to try, dude. Time to go? Okay. All right. All right. Hey, guys. So we, we got we to gotta go. Uh, I want to say appreciate y'all. Appreciate y'all being open. And uh, appreciate y'all, fellas. Thank you, guys.